Hi there, Scott Hamilton, a.k.a. Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. This one started as a rant, but it's going to just be kind of a discussion. It's called Cover Tunes and Acoustic Versions. This is mostly targeted at artists, bands, rock stars, etc., The catalyst for this podcast was the fact that for a couple of weeks, behind the scenes in the music industry, we have been hyped on an upcoming Stone Temple Pilots release. It's coming December 2nd. It's coming December 2nd. We get emails. We we get all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it comes, and it's an acoustic ballad to announce their acoustic tour. This might have been a great idea while Scott was alive. This is also the anniversary of his passing. It's not such a great idea now, and this, my mind is always working, this just jumped onto a whole thing about cover songs and acoustic versions, okay? I love Stone Temple Pilots, and I know when a band's lead singer dies suddenly, they sometimes have to go on, I get that. When there's changes in a band, sometimes you have to go on. Great bands have. Uh, David Lee Roth left and Van Halen got Sammy Hagar, and and it was successful. Uh, In progressive rock, Riverside, their guitarist passed away suddenly. They took some time. They continued on, and they're being quite successful. Um, There are other bands. You know, when Kurt Cobain died, there couldn't be Nirvana without Kurt. Led Zeppelin decided without John Bonham, there couldn't be a Led Zeppelin. You know, it... It's up to the band to decide, and I'm not faulting Stone Temple Pilots or anybody else for attempting to go on. Linkin Park says they're going to release some new music, and I don't know if that's the best idea, but we'll see when it comes out. So I'm not against the idea of moving on with a new member. That, you know... What Stone Temple Pilots did after Scott's death, uh, they did an album with Chester from Linkin Park, Mm. (laughs) and it was actually pretty good. The stuff with the new guy has been okay. It just didn't set anybody on fire. And then somebody in their camp, somebody in their management decided, let's do an acoustic tour. Well, if you're a band at the peak of your powers and you've got a great following and you want to go out and do an acoustic tour, say the Foo Fighters. They were quite popular when they did Skin and Bones. And that was an acoustic tour where they kind of reinvented their music and it worked. And it was, But then they moved on. They got back to rocking and that's what they're doing today. Stone Temple Pilots, on the other hand, have never quite come back from Scott's death. And this is not going to help. The band needs, in my opinion, and I've been in the rock radio industry for over 30 years, in my opinion, Stone Temple Pilots is known to be a rock band. Everybody wants core again and purple again. So why would you come out and do an acoustic tour with a lead singer that nobody knows who he is? It will not endear... I mean, sure, there are diehard Stone Temple Pilot fans who have forgiven them for moving on after Scott and will probably go see the tour. But the average person doesn't know the new guy, doesn't know the new songs, and doesn't want to hear a new guy do the old songs. So this is a a, a just mind-bogglingly dumb idea. The DeLeo brothers are fantastic. They write great songs. They are still at the top of their game. They perform well. They play well. They're good guys. But wanting to carry on Stone Temple Pilots without Scott is one thing. 
thinking that you could do an acoustic tour without Scott is a whole different ball game. And I don't know about you, but I have zero interest in seeing Stone Temple Pilots and their new singer do acoustic versions of their old songs and their new songs, which I'm not that familiar with. I just, I don't understand the thinking behind this tour. It's low dough. It doesn't cost a lot to stage an acoustic show. You you have, you know, <laughs> acoustic instruments and you don't need a lot of pizzazz to put on an acoustic show. I just think it was a terrible idea. And this started me thinking on acoustic versions. I think it's fine if you have a hit album, you want to release acoustic version of your big song. I think that's really cool. If you want to do an MTV unplugged type thing, I think that's really cool. Over the last couple years, I've seen bands who are almost making it, brand new bands, baby bands as we call them, that you don't know who they are yet, but they have a big song on the radio, and they go ahead and start releasing acoustic versions. You're muddying the water. You're, you're, it, I'm sure you want to extend the life of the song. I get it. But if you're not a household name, if you're not a quote-unquote face artist, if, if, you're, if you're not just peaking, you're muddying the water. The music should sell you. The songs should sell you. And before a band goes out and writes here's an acoustic version of a song you're not real familiar with. What is the point? The same thing with cover songs. In the history of rock and roll, there have always been cover songs. I mean, for example, everybody thinks Jimi Hendrix wrote All Along the Watchtower, but that's a Bob Dylan song. Three Dog Nights 1 was written by Harry Nielsen, and he did his own version, but they were the ones that got credit for it. Jimi Hendrix is the one who got credit for All Along the Watchtower. And there have been a few other. A lot of Zeppelin songs are covers. You know, it, there, there is no problem with doing a cover. Some of my favorite bands have done cover albums. Rush did a cover album. But did any of those songs become part of their permanent repertoire? No. Five Finger Death Punch has had quite a few cover songs that were actually hits but is blue on black ever going to are they ever going to be known for that song no it's a kenny wayne shepherd song and his version's still better they did not do a bad job of that or any of the other covers they've done but it's not going to be a permanent part of their repertoire it's not going to be something that they're known for same thing with disturbed i am so glad they had a giant hit with sounds of silence he did a great job they did a great job on that song but there's going to come a time where it's going to come out of the set they are not going to be known for that cover song. And so we have a, a, a large amount of young bands these days, again, the aforementioned baby bands, who are trying to be heard, who are trying to be noticed, who are trying to cut through the clutter, and they're recording cover versions. Some of them are very good, but it still doesn't matter because most people don't want to hear a song covered by a band they're not that familiar with. And... Evanescence right now is trying to come back with a cover of a Fleetwood Mac song. They used it in a video game, and now they think they've got some traction, so they're going to... It's not going to work. It, I'm telling you now, it's not a bad version. It's a bit overproduced, but it, it, it's not a bad version at all. But again, it's a cover song. And a couple decades ago, there was a Fleetwood Mac cover album, and everybody on there did great covers. There was a Zeppelin cover album, and there were some great covers on there, but they haven't made it into FM radio playlists. They're not heard on internet radio playlists, and they're kind of forgotten for the most part. If you're a big fan and you like someone's cover, that's great. But if you're an up-and-coming band and you're going to do a cover, I mean... 
There's a local band called Gears who are getting some national recognition for doing um, a living color cover of Cult of Personality, and they went so far as to get Corey Glover, the lead singer of Living Color, on the song. They couldn't have any more cred to that song. I mean, they, they have done everything right. It's a good cover. It sounds great. Corey's on there singing with the leads. You know, it, it's really great. But is it is it going to break them through? It's going to cause some talk, but that's about it. If they could write a great song, which they have, they have there are other songs we have in rotation from the band Gears. To all new and up-and-coming bands, it is easy to do an acoustic song or a cover song, but honestly, you are going to break through with a great song of your own writing. That is the key to success in the industry. You will hear bands talk about, well, we didn't get played on the radio, so we didn't make it, or we didn't get that national push, so we didn't make it. A great song is a great song, and people will play it. The band Sticks was nobody from Chicago, and they wrote a ballad that Chicago radio started playing and eventually got them a record deal, and they became one of the biggest bands on the planet in the 70s and 80s. That thing still happens today. There are bands who started with just one great song, and the song cuts through. People hear it and go, this is a freaking great song. I'm going to play this. That is... All this talk about radio program directors are bought or they, they, you know, they have to play things that the record companies send them or radio program directors, whether it be on FM or internet radio, want to play the right songs. They want to play the songs their audience wants to hear. And honestly, any program director worth his weight is going to hear a great song and play it regardless of what the consultant or his VP, you know, if he, if he feels that this is a great song from an up-and-coming band, I'm going to play it. I don't care what my bosses tell me. and I will fight to play that one song. When the band Disturbed came out, Stupefy, first time I heard it, this is going to be a rock smash. My VP of programming said, I don't hear, I don't hear it. Even the guy at the record label, I don't really hear it. doesn't really have a hook. I'm like, the whole song is a hook. It's going to be huge. That song launched the band, who are now one of the biggest bands on the planet now, but it took one song. There are many cases where bands got that break with the one song, and they didn't capitalize on it. They didn't follow it up with another great song. You can spend all this time and all this money recording the best album in the world. You can spend all this time on lyric videos or real videos or, or you know. But going back to the covers and acoustic songs, you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's easy to do, I understand. And putting your stamp on a classic song is not a bad idea. But when you're up and coming and you're trying to be heard, people want to hear something that sparks an interest in them. And hearing one of their favorite songs done by somebody else doesn't always work. Matter of fact, in the history of rock and roll, there are very few cover songs that have become Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. There are very few songs that are covers that become synonymous with a band. It just doesn't... Early Van Halen did a couple of covers. That's a lot of... Some of their hits are cover songs. They did them really well, and they stay in the set. And... That's so rare. It just doesn't happen. And 
trying to chart your course by any other means than your own raw talent is just a waste of time, in my opinion. And again, I've seen bands come and go. I've seen bands make it on one song. I've seen bands that don't deserve it make it because, you know, of, of, of pushes. And it doesn't always, it's not a magic bullet. It doesn't always happen. But honestly, if you can write the quintessential rock song or the metal song or the progressive rock song or whatever, you can write the quintessential song for what, what the audience you're going for, the, the art that you're trying to get out there. And you work on that song and you make it the best song you have ever heard. It will be heard. It will be played. It will get you somewhere. So stop taking the easy way out when management says, let's put together an acoustic album. Let's put together a covers album. If you're up and coming, you are muddying the water and wasting your time. You need to hit with a great song and a great album. You need to come back with another great song and another great album. And you need to just put your best foot forward. And at some point, there will come a time where it naturally feels like I can do something different. I can, I can, I can, now we can stretch. But a lot of the bands who are attempting that these days are doing it before that time, that they're not to that point yet. And there is an up and coming band that I play that is from the South and I don't want to drop names or whatever. They're about to release a scorching covers album. Nobody's going to hear it, guys. I, <laughs> it, if there's a great cover on there it might break through for a little while but you're going to muddy the water especially because you have previous albums and previous songs on the radio that are still getting played it is not the right time for that and uh, i'm getting to the point when i get a cover song now that i just i really ignore it i don't care who it's from I finally listened to the Evanescence and thought, okay, well, it, it, it's definitely not a bad cover, but it's not going to bring them back to the forefront of, of music. Where's Amy's songwriting? Where, where is she going to write another? That first album was incredible, but they had a long time. That album was released independently before it got released on, on Wind Up Records. And the follow-up wasn't bad, but then it kind of trailed off, and it's because they didn't spend as much time on the songwriting as they had in the past, in my opinion. Great songs will get you heard. End of story. Again, I'm not against a cover song. I'm not against a cover album. I'm not against an acoustic version of a song. Really, those can be wonderful, wonderful things. But if you're up and coming, don't waste your time. Keep working on your stuff, your music, your art. And that is what will make you famous that is what make you will make you big just my opinion but it's a pretty educated opinion anyway sorry if you were bored for this if you're not in a band and you don't care about covers and, <laughs> and acoustic songs i'm scott hamilton i'm rockfile my website is the rockfile.com i appreciate you subscribing if you haven't it's easy to subscribe on itunes google play spotify etc have a Patreon page if you'd like to support the project for as little as a dollar a month. And I thank you so much for listening. Music